0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see this message.
1: Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and guess what? Today, it's just me and Joel Renner. Dad, it's me and you, and thank you, friends, for joining us. And I'm glad to be with you, Joel. I always like to be with you. Thank you, I enjoy being with you, too. And I'm glad that our Home Group is with us. We're so glad you're with us. And I want you to reach for your Bible. Go to the book of Jude, the wonderful little book of Jude, which is just 25 verses. And Joel, most people just skip right over the book of Jude because they think it's small. It's just kind of stuck right before the big book of Revelation. So they don't realize how significant it is. But we've been teaching it for several weeks on the regular TV program. And hey, i got to tell you, we've had some amazing comments from people who said, wow. We never knew that was in the book of Jude. Why haven't I ever heard the book of
0: Jude taught? Well, it's a powerful book. I heard one person's comment. I re- I, we read your comments. I just want you to know. We read that. your comments every day. If you write it, these eyes are going to read it. And one of the comments was, I have never heard a teaching on the book of Jude before. Isn't that amazing? It's totally amazing. <laughs> it's only 25 or 28 verses. 25. 25 verses. I mean, it doesn't take long to read it. I guess most people think, well, what is there to teach on it? Well, Joel, it's power-packed. And one thing that
1: really encourages me about the book of Jude is, of course, Jude was the half-brother of Jesus. Jesus and Jude had the same mom, but they didn't have the same dads. Mm -hmm. Jesus' father was God, and Jude's father was Joseph. And James, who wrote the book of James, was also the brother of Jude and Jesus. But what's encouraging to me is that the early apostles, they were reading what each other were writing. And the reason that Jude wrote the book of Jude is because he just got the second epistle of Peter. And he tells us in Jude verse 3 that he had a prior plan to write an entire epistle about everything that Jesus purchased on the cross. Well, that would be dear to his heart because it was his brother that died on the cross. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to write about our common salvation and all the benefits that we share in Christ. But when he got Peter's second letter and read chapter 2 and chapter 3, what he read he took so seriously and it disturbed him so deeply that he said, wait, I need to put my previous plans on pause and I need to address what Peter has just addressed. And of course, Jude is the half-brother of Jesus, had a very authoritative voice. So he felt like he needed to use his voice to address the subject of false prophets, false teachers, and apostate believers. And that really is what the whole book of Jude is about. And that's what we've been covering up until today. And today, we're gonna move on to talk about how to build up our most holy faith. But hey, we're offering you this week, the series called How to Build Up Your Most Holy Faith. And the subtitle says, Praying in the Spirit, Building Your Faith, and Becoming an Instrument in the Hands of God And it
0: comes with a study guide. And Joel, I just love our study guides. Oh, those study guides were a wonderful idea. And it's truly amazing how many study guides we've put out. So many subjects pinpointed. If you want to study a certain subject, go to our website, find the study guide on that subject, and you can find what. The Bible says about that specific thing
1: but today this particular study guide is free it's a download just go to runner.org and you can download it right now and Joel what do you have in your hand
0: I have the book Last Days Survival Guide and we're also offering this book on a regular tv program and we want to tell you all about it also forward is by Perry Stone and it's really about how to survive in these perilous times last days are here or they're coming and we need to know how to, how to survive, how to walk through those perilous times and what the Bible says about it. And one thing that's really great about this book is the, the questions or the practical points at the end of each chapter. Action steps. Action steps. And it just gives you, gives us action steps that we can apply to our own lives in these strange times that we're living in. And we are really living in strange oh, times. Oh, they're
1: getting, they're getting more bizarre as the weeks go by. And that's because we're living in the end of time. Angel, we are living in really interesting times where we live because of all the conflicts on our part of the world, and that's why all these goods are in front of us. We're still delivering aid to people that have been displaced, and there are millions of them, millions. And we're greeting them with the love of God. We're greeting them with meals, with personal hygiene items, with a Bible, with a book about repentance. And if you've not participated in this project yet, we invite you to do so by going to renner.org. You can read all about it there. We promise you we're really doing what we say. But hey, reach for your Bible, and let's go to the book of Jude. And today we're going to begin in verse 3, just to kind of wrap up what we talked about last week so that we have a foundation for this week. And in Jude verse 3, Jude says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, that word common is the Greek word koinos, it was the word used to describe property that was mutually shared between members of a family or between a husband and wife, two spouses. And here he's talking about our common salvation and all the benefits of our salvation. The word salvation is healing, deliverance, preservation, all these wonderful things that Jesus purchased for us. And Jude says, beloved, when I gave all diligence, that word diligence, the word spodazo means I was really ready to put my whole heart into it. Mm -hmm. I was eager to do it about our common salvation. It was needful for me. The word needful describes an urgent necessity. In other words, I'm going to scrap my previous plans. I feel a necessity to do something different, to write unto you and exhort you. And the word exhort is a form of the Greek word parakaleo. And Joel, it
0: has several meanings. It's a compound word. You're right. You know what it is? Parakaleo. Kaleo. You know how I know that? because I've heard a lot of compound words (laughs) with with para in the
1: front. But let, let me make it simple. The word parakalea was first a prayer word to draw near and to beg somebody to do something. Secondly, it was a military word which was used to describe commanders who came alongside their troops and called out to them and said to them, hey, there's a battle in front of you. You cannot avoid it. Hold your head high, throw your shoulders back, charge forward with courage. That's what that word really means when it says exhort, that you should earnestly contend, earnestly contend, the Greek word ep agonizomai. Epi means over, it's an intensifier. Agonizomai is where we get the word for agony, to agonize over. And the word agonizomai pictures two wrestlers that are slugging it out on the mat, hurling each other to the ground. And what we find is a fight was taking place for truth. And there were people who were changing the truth and they were trying to smash the truth, conquer the truth. And Jude says, hey, it's time for us to charge into the battle and wrestle over the issue of truth. This is a battle that we need to fight. And here's the RIV of verse 3. You ready, Joel? Mm-hmm. Beloved. I call you that because it's the only word I know to express how deeply I love and cherish you. I fully intended to write unto you about our mutually shared salvation, and I was really eager to write about this exciting subject, ready to engage all my creative abilities to dive deep into all the benefits that our salvation entails. But as I was about to get started, I found myself gripped with a sense of urgency and a deeply felt need to address another subject that came to my attention. That's because he just got Peter's second epistle. I felt someone needed to come alongside the troops. Here's the Greek word, perikaleo to urge them to hold their head high, throw their shoulders back, and if needed, to look the enemy eyeball to eyeball and to earnestly contend for the faith because it's under assault. God entrusted the faith to us once and for all and expects us to guard it and maintain its integrity in the same form it was delivered to us. God has given us the responsibility to impart it to others in the same form as it was when we received it. And that is one reason why In my own teaching ministry, I'll go back to the original Greek. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There's there's no room for me to express personal opinion. My job is to maintain what was entrusted to us and teach it exactly as it was written. And really, that's the aim for every gospel preacher. Mm -hmm. But then in Jude verse 4, in the King James Version, he says, For there are certain men crept in unawares. Crept in unawares describes something that's done very secretly, seductively, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men. And notice it says, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. The word denying the Greek word arneomai, which means to knowingly acknowledge, to knowingly deny, to knowingly disavow. This isn't something done accidentally. They understand what they're doing. And My rendition of this verse, the RIV, is this. Unfortunately, we're now confronted with a certain category of individuals who have clandestinely, almost like a stealth operation, craftily wormed their way right into the middle of our ranks. Long ago, it was foretold and written in advance that a day would come when such individuals would show up. But in the end, heaven's court will issue a damning verdict of judgment and condemnation on them due to their activities. I'm talking about people who were once reverent and God fearing, but now they've lost their fear of God. These are individuals who go about altering, changing, and modifying the grace of our God into a teaching that says everything is okay and that leads to sinful living that is especially marked by immoral and indecent sexual activities along with other base instincts. They can't claim ignorance, here's the word, "arnaomi," because they know what they're doing, because the Lord God, that is our Lord Jesus Christ, has spoken to them and warn them to get back in line. But in spite of these warnings, the Lord has given them. They knowingly are denying and walking away from the covering of the Lord. Now that is just amazing. So that is the problem. And for 19 verses, Jude really deals with a problem of apostate people. But then when you get to verse 20, he changes his tone. Mm-hmm. And he says, but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And Joel, he begins with the word, but which in Greek is the conjunction day. It means that on the other hand, now let's get to another subject. He's transitioning to a new subject. But on the other hand, let's change subjects, beloved. And notice he calls them beloved. The Greek word agapatoi, which is a form of the word agape. And it really describes the deep admiration and affection that we need to have for other people. And I want to ask you, do you feel agape for people that go to your church? The word agape really describes such an awe when you look at something that it compels you to want to love it. And sometimes we become very accustomed to each other and we forget what a work of grace has happened in all of our lives. But we should never lose the sense of wonder. When we look at each other, we should always remember, wow, Look what God has done in that person's life. It should draw agape out of our heart, a compulsion to love, to cherish, to admire. That's really what the word means. But he says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Well, Joel, I heard for many, many years because the rest of the verse is praying in the Holy Ghost that we build up our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. I've heard many, many people teach that when you pray in tongues, you charge your faith, you're building up your faith. Well, there that is true, but that is not what Jude's talking about. From the very beginning of this book, he was talking about the faith that was under attack. That's what he said in verse 3, the faith is under assault. You need to guard the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now we get to verse 20, he says, but, beloved, I'm convinced better things about you. You're not replacing the faith. You're building on top of that foundation which was placed in your life. And the word building on top of is an architectural term which really means to build on top of a foundation that's already been laid. We're not to swap the faith for something else. We're not to leave it as we get older. We're to build on top of the foundation of our most holy faith. Most holy faith describes how we need to view the teaching of the Bible. It's holy. It is our most holy faith. It's not optional. My friends, it is our most holy faith. It is our foundation. It's our foundation. And, in fact, look at this. If you go to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 2, the foundations of our most holy faith are listed. It says that they are, are you ready for this? The foundation of repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. These really are the foundations of our faith. And the word foundation used in this verse, the word themelios, from the word lithos, which is the word for stone, and the word tithemi, which means to place. It means these things should be set in stone, Mm. set in stone. Well, if you've got stone under you, you've got a foundation you can build on. And that's what it's talking about. Don't swap it out as you get older. This is your foundation. Now you can go on to other things, but what was happening in Jude's time and often in our time is people are swapping these. They're saying, well, we've kind of gone on. We really don't believe that repentance is needed anymore. Well, we just don't believe these things like we once did. They're twisting, they're altering. And Jude said, don't do that. Your foundation is your foundation. If you jerk your foundation out from underneath you, you will collapse.
0: That's right.
1: Isn't that right? That's
0: right.
1: You know, it's amazing. Foundations are so important. Uh, But people don't realize there's something wrong with the foundation until the building begins to sag or the building begins to lean.
0: And then everybody knows. Then a bad
1: foundation, everybody notices. But when you've got a really good foundation, nobody really pays attention to it. Because everything's in place. Years ago, there was a church that I used to go to. And the foundation of that church literally began to go like this. And the whole building began to lean every direction. I remember going onto the second floor thinking, I don't know if I want to be on this floor. The whole building had just moved out of place because of a very, very flawed foundation. But when you're really established in foundational truths, you've got something you can build on with your life. Isn't that amazing, Joel? It really is. I'm thinking about another building. Years ago, I was ministering in a former Soviet republic. I'm not going to tell you where. And the builders decided that they wanted to prove how fast they could build a skyscraper. Well, they did it. But the foundation was so flawed, the building leaned like this. They could never occupy that building. So they turned it into a billboard. They discovered that massive edifice. (laughs) With signs like 40 stories. Yeah, nobody could
0: occupy that building because the foundation was so bad I'm thinking about another building here in here in Moscow And it's an old building. So the ground shifted as time went on And I don't know how they did this, but when you look at the building, you know, usually their straight lines Well, this one kind of dips and then comes back. There's several like that And even the windows are now made so that they're kind of rounded on the bottom. You know, it's important to have a strong foundation
1: Well, in Jude verse 20, Jude says that we are to build up ourselves on our most holy faith. So I need to ask you, do you really know your faith? Do you know what is your faith? Are you building on top of the most holy faith? Are you sure you're really building on top of a sure foundation? But the verse could be translated like this. Here's the RIV. On the other hand, beloved. I call you that because it's the only word I know to express how deeply I love and cherish you. You must intentionally do all you can to focus on building and further expanding your spiritual lives on top of the foundation of your most holy faith. Then he adds praying in the Holy Ghost and that's what we're going to do with tomorrow. What does it mean to pray in the Holy Ghost? It's a very good subject. But you know, Joel, I'm thinking about, I have a, we have a series on at renner.org called Foundations of Faith. Mm-hmm. And if anybody really wants to make sure that they're established in a solid foundation of faith, you need to order that series. It is just amazing. I think it's 10 parts. Of course, it has a study guide. You can walk through it. You can use it to teach somebody else to really find out if you're really building on top of a rock-solid foundation. That's right.
0: Well, should we pray before we close? Let's pray, Joel. Would you pray? Father God, I ask you to bless our home group. I ask you, Father God, to give us direction. We all need direction in different ways. And Holy Spirit, I am asking you to do your wonderful work in our lives. Yes. And give us the direction we all need.
1: Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
0: If you enjoyed that teaching, please like, subscribe, and comment so more people can see it.